wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary, minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church in the beautiful city of Adelaide. It's really wonderful to be able to share with you once again. This week we're following the theme, Is the New Age Really All That New? And the big question for today, does the Bible have anything to say about astrology? Today our co-host is Eric Horne. Eric's the recently retired pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. Welcome to you, Eric. Thank you, Gary. Well, it's Tuesday again, and I see the storm clouds are coming. There's a big storm It's been tonight. a warm day out there, hasn't it? Beautiful. 39 at home. 39. I was out walking this morning at about uh, 6 a.m. in the morning, and it was sitting at 25 degrees oh, then. Lovely. That's a That's a terrible uh, temperature to be walking <laughs> in at the pace I walk in. Eric, tell me, you're a Kiwi, aren't you? True. Were you watching the football on Sunday? Yes, Gary. You know, you tell the character of a person by the way they take their losses as well as the wins. <laughs> Didn't New Zealand win or lose? Tell oh, they, lost. they lost. They lost. Yeah, they, yeah. I, I'm really pleased that you're watching. I see you've got a smile on your face. <laughs> Indeed I do. Indeed I do, yeah. Tell me, Eric. Now, look, um, this is um, this almost 12 months now since you've come up to retirement. Now, that means that you're now an experienced retiree. Uh, Tell us something. Have you got any advice for people who may be coming up to retirement at this time of the year? Well, to be quite honest, Gary, when I retired, you know, um, I found at the beginning that it was quite hard to adjust to because having a set routine, and I'm I'm a person who likes to have certain things done during the day and I'm task-orientated, if you like. So at first I did find it hard. I... I, but now I've, I've relaxed and I enjoy it. It takes a while just to settle into retirement, I found. But now I find that I'm, I'm as busy or busier than I was when, um, I was working. Um, I'm getting, and I'm really enjoying it. I think that the key thing is, is to, is to just, um, to, to plan your days, you know, I, I still find that I, I like to know what I'm going to do during the day. And uh, and then I find that things crop up through the week that I now have time to take care of and I'm kept so busy. So I would say in retirement that, um, yeah, just adjust to it and, and have uh, be, you know, have your projects ready. I mean, we all do. Uh, but you'll find that you'll really relax into it. And, um, yeah, I just find it so great. I mean, economically, you know, the best thing to do is to, is to start early when you're thinking of retirement is to try and get something put away, um, mm. to try and get you through mm. these things. Mm. But even there, the, you know, the stock market's going up and down and there's hardly any interest rates in the, in the bank for people. So enough to get by and, and really enjoying it. But I would say just plan for it, you know, just, just, um, be prepared for it and you'll ease into it and then after a while you relax and find it's great. So you have a lot more time with family? For sure. I, I make sure that uh, I'm lucky to have all my grandchildren mainly near me. There's a, um, a couple that live further away, but I find that, you know, now I can, um, you know, put them on the school bus and uh, and be around for emergencies and if they've got to do something, yeah, I'm there to do it and I love it. 
enjoy yeah, doing it. Yeah, you know? no, that's really yeah. fantastic. That's yeah. really fantastic. That's now, Eric, look, before we come to this week's theme, mm. I just another uh, another thing that uh, came across my my desk, and this is a uh, a report that's just been released this week from McCrindle Research. Now, this is Australian research. So often, a research that's released is actually research that's based in the in the US. But this particular research is entitled "The Future of the Church." in Australia and what McCrindle have done uh, McCrindle Research have done is interviewed 30 significant spiritual leaders here in Australia at this particular point in time now we're talking archbishops we're talking media leaders we're talking largely leaders of the church in various parts of Australia and by sitting down and interviewing them they've been able to develop a a little bit of a picture as to what the leadership of the church in Australia believes about the future of the church in Australia. Now, just one of the things that really jumped out at me just in, in reading this report, there was um, uh, one particular uh, aspect that, I, that really did jump out at me. It was called spiritual hunger in Australia. Australians are not just open to spirituality. They are spiritually hungry. Christian leaders believe change, hardship and crisis can often cause a spiritual opening as people are forced to think deeply about what really matters. The COVID-19 pandemic is a significant example of a spiritual opening across the world. Mike Jeffs, founder of the Australian Christian Channel, explains the crisis has removed our crutches and caused us to think about death, mortality and truth. Other Christian leaders agree that COVID has acted as a leveller, showing Australians they can't put trust in possessions or structures around them. During the experience of COVID, almost one in two Australians have thought about their own mortality and a similar proportion have thought about the meaning of life more. Australia's wealth and comfort can often be a barrier to spiritual openness says one leader. Countries that have more of a survivalist mentality often have higher levels of spirituality. Even though Australia is not thought of as a survivalist country, this is actually starting to change. Many Christian leaders are beginning to see a spiritual hunger in Australia even before the global pandemic struck. Pre-existing social trends such as family breakdown, declining mental health and and loneliness are pointing to the lack of fulfilment amongst Australians. Despite the relative wealth and stability of our country, Australians, particularly in the younger generations, are becoming more open to spirituality as they search for community connection and meaning in their lives. Now, Eric, I'm just wondering, what do you... Are you sensing this spiritual hunger in Australia as well? Yeah, the the uh, the blocks of the foundation blocks of families that you've been talking about and the structure that we have has been crumbling for some time now. Mm-hmm. You talked about families, mm-hmm. uh, you know, friendships. Um, the addictions are growing, a suicide rate is growing, you know, depression's growing, uh, uneasiness and uncertainty about the future and the uncertainty of financially. All those blocks are crumbling. And I've found personally that with our, even our little Aboriginal group, we've had a couple of people join since the COVID started. And one man that 
that's just joined came along and he, he's sort of into science and things but he came because he was just lonely yeah and uh, he knew somebody that was coming to our group and so he attached on and he's been every week to church he's he's loving it he's he's loving the fellowship mm-hmm. the company but also he said i'm learning about um christianity as well as the science that i've learned and we went through king nebuchadnezzar the other night and mm-hmm. he was fascinated by the world kingdom of course that, that was that's a prophecy of prophecy. A, a prophecy of the future yes yeah. and uh, we looked at archaeology and some things and so yeah um oh, definitely and um you know, and I think this is going to happen more and more as time goes on. And also the technology that we have um, is kind of breaking down relationships so much that that face-to-face, that being in a group, is becoming more and more important. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, and I appreciate that. Look, mm. it, it, they, they go on to say this, the role of the church is to rise rather than retreat. Part of the reason Australians see the church as irrelevant, and the report shows that a significant number of Australians do actually have actually come to that conclusion, is that the church has stopped using its voice. One leader suggests that churches are in a defensive mode and have taken up retreating positions rather than an advancing position. Now, that I thought was fairly radical. What do you think on that, Eric? Yeah, I'm mixed on that one. Um, <clears throat> I know we, we have a voice and I'm personally convicted on a lot of things and sometimes I wonder why, you know, we don't take more of a stand. But, you know, the thing is that um, those that kind of criticise these things don't believe in the power of God. Uh, and sometimes, you know, we can take the burden on ourselves when actually we take it to God in prayer, and God is the one that, you know, that's going to sort it all out in the end. And so, you know, like, um, you know, putting people into power in America, you know, they've got great groups there, the gun lobby and the and the political groups, and they have quite an influence on the outcome of elections even. Um, but, you know, God will put in place who he wants to put in place. But I think there are, are really dangerous things coming through now, like, um, for instance, in New Zealand now, you can abort a child right through to birth. It's yeah. just come in Queensland, and it's on the books here in different parts of Australia. You know, there's different things there. Somebody said the other day, what's the difference between aborting a baby right at the end or giving a baby when it's born a lethal injection and killing them? You'd be charged for murder. Yeah. So, you know, there's some big issues coming up. I think up, you really you know? make an excellent point there. Uh, this uh, th- this abortion issue is is absolutely frightening as I, as I look at this, I mean, aborting up to the end of the ninth month, mm. you know, to me, this is, uh, th- this is a disgraceful thing for a country like Australia, uh, to be prepared to abort uh, a baby at eight or nine months of age. This, and, uh, yeah, and we'll see these things happening right around the world. It's not yeah. just isolated things. When one country does it, yeah. boom, it'll circle all around. So yeah. we need to stand strong, uh, in our beliefs. But, uh, yeah, we need to, you know, uh, concentrate on what Christ is doing and, and, you know, go with him. Yeah. 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 And can I just simply say, yeah. look, those of our listeners here in South Oz, mm. if you could actually contact your, um, your, your, state members um, because this is something that's coming up before the South Australian State Parliament yes. in the very in the very near future. I know in New South Wales the same issue is actually coming up and uh, there mm. I believe a Christian voice is really needed mm. on this particular uh, on this particular issue. Mm. Um, Eric look if people would like that particular uh, survey it's just been mm. released it's entitled The Future of the Church in Australia it goes for almost 50 pages it's done by McCrindle Research 
Church, and uh, you can pick that up on the uh, on the internet. That's the future of the church in Australia by McCrindle Research. I think you'll really appreciate uh, what uh, uh, that research does actually reveal. But look, let's come to some uh, some music. This is uh, um, someone is praying for you.
That was Jeremy Serenko. Someone is praying for you. What a beautiful thought that actually is. Folks, today we've got a wonderful offer for you. Our offer today concerns prayer. We have the the book, Incredible Answers to Prayer by Roger Morno. This is a beautiful uh, book. This is really something. This is just stories of prayers that have been answered. There's not a lot of theology in it, but there are stories of the way our God does work. It's entitled Incredible Answers to Prayer by Roger Morneau. If you'd like a copy of Incredible Answers to Prayer, then just text your name and your address to our studio phone. That's 0438 Zero double six six three five. That's O four three eight zero double six six three five. The book is Incredible Answers to Prayer by Roger Morno, and uh, you can get that by texting your name and your address to our studio phone on O four three eight zero double six. 635. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is Eric Hoare, and Eric's the recently retired pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. This week we're following the theme, Is the New Age All That New? And the big question for today, does the Bible say anything about astrology. Astrology, of course, is one of the key components of the whole uh, New Age movement. It was uh, it was written in the New Yorker uh, magazine uh, just uh, on twelve months ago. This is uh, this is what the article said: Astrology is currently enjoying a broad cultural acceptance that hasn't been seen since the nineteen seventies. The shift began with the advent of the personal computer, accelerated with the internet, and has reached new speeds through social media. According to a 2017 Pew Research Center poll, almost 30% of Americans believe in astrology. But as the um, author of Astrology and Popular Religion in the West has argued, the number of people who know their sun sign, consult their horoscope, or read about the sign of their romantic partner is far higher. New spirituality is in fact the new norm, trend forecasting company declared two years ago when it announced a report on millennials and spirituality that tracked such thing as new full moon parties and alternative therapies it's not just that you hear it it's the people who are saying it people who aren't cook uh, aren't uh, aren't silly or climate change deniers, people who see no contradiction between using astrology and believing in science. The change is fueling a new generation of practitioners. Fifteen years ago, astrology conferences uh, composed the grey-streaked province of of white ladies in, in, uh, in dresses decorated with stars. Ken Taylor, the educational director of the Organization for Professional Astrology, I didn't even realize there was such an organization, said that those who came of age in the 70s were worried about the future of the profession. Now, she said, all of a sudden, there's this new crop of people. In the past year, the membership of the Association for Young Astrologers has simply doubled. The corporate world has taken note of the public's uh, appetite. This spring, Amazon sent out shopping horoscopes to its prime insider subscriber. Uh, Western astrology had its as origins 
in ancient Mesopotamia and spread throughout Egypt, Greece and the Roman Empire into the Islamic world. Astrology helped people decide when to plant crops, when to go to war and what was used to predict a person's fate and interpret his character. Theodore Roosevelt kept a birth chart chart on a table in his drawing room and Charles de Gaulle and Francois Mitterrand sought advice from astrologers. Ronald Reagan's chief of staff said that Reagan consulted an astrologer before virtually every major move and decision. Do you know, I don't know about you, Eric, but hey, if, um, uh, if I knew my leaders uh, were consulting the, uh, the stars before making major decisions, I'd be a little bit concerned. Well, a lot of movie stars too, you do, you know, and they've got a huge following, pop stars. And this is they? certainly starting to come out more and more mm. in more recent times. But look, mm. Eric, uh, just tell us, just help us out on, on all of this. I mean, is this rigid edge or, you know, does the Bible have something to say about astrology? Yes, the Bible does have quite a bit to say about it. So, but first of all, Gary, let me say now, you've got to be honest here, but when you're a young fella before you were married and, uh, you know, starting out on your own, you're leaving home, yeah. wouldn't you like to have known what was going to happen? You know, who's part, who's, who, who you're going to hook up with hey, and when that was going to happen? That, wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> it was all laid out for you, you know. I remember when I was a young fella, I used to look, i got to admit, I used to look at the horoscopes and, uh, you know, I'm a Libra, I'm uh, scales of justice, you know. October. Okay. Uh, okay. Which is supposed to be a balance of justice. But, you know, I used to look up the, the horoscopes and go through them and see what it said. Uh, it was more out of fun rather than being serious about it. But, you know, a lot of people are serious about it. I mean, even in Australia, 41% of the population actually has some belief in it. And worldwide, a quarter of the nearly 4 billion people on this earth living now actually follow this these signs. And certainly if you look mm. at a lot of the popular magazines that are out there, you know, your Women's Weeklies, you know, some, mm. of, some of these magazines, you know, there's always a section devoted to the local um, uh, um, staff signs yep. Uh, yep. Uh, to yep and there's also um, television programs where they actually bring on a, a medium or an astrologist on there and they will they will you know have a program on it yeah. where people yeah. can ring in and then you hear you know all these things happening so yep there's a lot of people searching they want to know the future uh, and the Bible is in con- is complete contrast to this there's two paths to go as we know and and this one here is very dangerous for anybody listening okay. today that didn't realize that uh, so we'll look at some texts on this uh, which talks about it um, and the very first uh, one of the very first one is Isaiah 47 13 to 15 where it actually brings it up it says all the counsel you have received has only worn you out let your astrologers come forward those stargazers who make predictions month by month let them save you from what is coming upon you surely they are like stubble the fire will burn them up they cannot even save themselves from the flame Mm. each of them goes on in his error there is not one that can be saved so what this is saying is this is complete error Uh, there is no power in what they are saying and of course, what mm. this is saying as well, Eric, is that uh, astrology actually has a huge history connected to it. I mean, it goes mm. right back to the Babylonian Empire and before, yep. and it's mm. certainly referred to in the scriptures because it was in existence 
way back when the scripture was actually being written. That's right. Uh, it was actually, um, they found through archaeology uh, in the uh, Middle East, archaeology has confirmed that astrology did originally or, uh, originate in the nation of Babylon, now called the country of Iraq. And they found tablets that have been excavated depicting horoscope charts dating from the 5th century BC wow. so, and earlier. And astrology is a, divi- a, divin- a divination art which teaches that the relative position in the, s- in the sky of the sun, moons and planets have, ha- all line up and they reckon that they can predict what's going to happen to you or me and predict the future and yeah. people who are searching or have lost a loved one want to know what's going on. So a lot of people who are emotionally caught up are actually heading into this path of listening to these people. Um, but it's very interesting. Leviticus 19.11 gives us a very strong warning. It says here, do not turn to mediums or seek out spirits, spiritualists, for you will be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Now that's almost, that's like a command. You know, mm-hmm. don't turn them. Mm-hmm. But the big one that I, I look at is Isaiah eight nineteen, when it says, When someone tells you to consult mediums and spiritualists who whisper and mutter, should not a person inquire of their God? Uh, why even consult the dead as well, you know, on these things? So whispering and muttering in the Bible means, you know, giving you comfort or words of hope. Yeah. And that's what these people try to do. They try to um, uh, tell you that, you know, this is going to happen in your life. You're going to meet this person. Uh, you're going to have a good year or even a good month. So these things here is what uh, what these folks are trying to do in a different way. Yeah. So it's really interesting. There's There's so many texts on this. Uh, so there is two paths, and the Bible warns us completely about about this uh, uh, this way of practice, and tells us not to go there. You know, uh, one of the big ones, of course, is um, in Deuteronomy eighteen nine to fourteen. It says, "When you enter the land the Lord your God has given you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one." be found amongst you who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire, who practice sorcery, uh, emits omens, engages in witchcraft or cast spells, who is a medium or a spiritist or who consults the dead. All these are detestable. So there is a range of things that we've got to stay clear of because once you start to even think about, oh, this is just fun. I know a lot of people think that, you know, uh, looking at these horoscopes, it's just a bit of fun. You know, just go and look at it. But, but the more you get into it, the more it can entrap you. There is actually a a power behind this mm. that, uh, you know, continually within the scriptures we're actually uh, warned against. It's a, In fact, the th- one passage that really does jump out at me is, is Daniel chapter 2 because Daniel chapter 2, of course, tells yep. the, the story of a, uh, of a king who had a great big big dream and we're not going to go into that dream today. Mm. But he called – it's interesting, the group of people that he called yeah. uh, to actually interpret that particular dream. Now, uh, you know, Eric, do, do, you have that, do you have that passage there? I mean, who did he call on uh, to actually um, interpret his dream? Yep. Well, he called uh, quite a few people, actually. They, they actually called him the wise men in the Bible. He called forward his advisors, if yeah, you like. Yeah. So these were his group that were around the king. Like a president has his advisors, like the Trump thing going on at the moment. Each 
party has actually a people that advise him and and has a pathway. And you know, this really frightens me that what we've got here is the ancient king of Babylon. He's at the very top of his his profession, mm. but his key wise men. In fact, we find it in in Daniel two verse twenty seven. And Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, "The secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, there it is, the magicians, the soothsayers, cannot declare it to the king." Mm. And yet these guys are at the very top of their profession. Now, I'm conscious that uh, certainly in the uh, in the environment that we are living, you know, as, as you correctly point out, more and more what we're finding is that individuals, um, certainly a significant decision makers, are actually ha- receiving advice from sources such as astrology does, mm. does that frighten you at all it does because even back in those days the chaldeans you know uh, they were so much addicted to the study of the motions of the heavenly bodies and they started to make predictions from there the word chaldean is actually used both in greek and latin writers for an astrologer mm. uh, even though they're a nation it's ex- they're actually uh, called an astrologer back then they were trained up from childhood so when they were very young they were ch- trained up to do this yeah. sort of work and and uh, they would, uh, by long observation of the stars, are thought to have formed a science. They thought they actually had a science here, okay. uh, whereby they foretold what is about to happen to everyone and to what fate everyone was born to. And so these passages served to show the opinion was commonly entertained by these Chaldeans and therefore were less surprised to find that a Daniel 2.4, this name, according to the general sense of it, is used for magicians of every sort. There was a whole mixture, a whole group here, about four different groups called here, sorcerers and magicians and whatever. And these were who were advised. This is how much... um, how much leaning on the the king had, how much faith he had, he was putting it into this area, yeah. which is amazing to me. Yeah. You know? yeah. And Daniel, of course, was left out. Yeah, but, but but to me, the thing that really jumps out at me mm-hmm. is that. As far as interpreting the king's dream was concerned, yeah. what it just simply says here, uh, the astrologers and the magicians and the soothsayers could not declare to the king the answer to his problem. You know, it, the solution was not in astrology. It wasn't in magical arts. It was in the God of heaven. Mm. Well, this is the big test, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you and I went to somebody today who claimed to to be an astrologer, and you came and and they, you know, you, and in fact, there's a, there's a fear here, isn't it? They have these fears here, uh, new age movement and things, where they actually have a fear, psychic fear, where you can go in and there's all different compartments yeah. there. I've yeah. been to, I've been through even at the uh, Adelaide show, and there was a, somebody in there with a crystal ball, yeah. you know, and people pay and go in yeah. and, and get it read. But you know, the thing is, if you walked in there and said, "Look, I've had a dream." Mm. <laughs> but I can't remember it. You tell me what the dream was and interpret it. You know, you catch them out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this yeah. is the big test, isn't it? Yeah, so this yeah. is the this is where it hits the road. Where's the power coming from? And this is when that comes up to the really big tests. What we're seeing is failure after failure because here, you know, in the book of Daniel, you know, Daniel has just, you know, the, the king pleads with Daniel, give it, you know, give me the answer, and Daniel says, hey, there is an answer, mm. but. It's with the God of heaven. Mm. Um, it's through prayer to the God of heaven that you'll get the answers to your requests, not through 
tea leaves, not through astrology, and not through the New Age arts. I mean, what we've got here, I mean, this is, if you like, the New Age in the day of Daniel has simply been transposed largely to the New Age in the third millennium. This is remarkable material. Well, you know, Daniel 2.10 says the astrologers answer the thing, there is not a man on earth who can do what you are asking, king. No king, however great and mighty, has ever arched such a thing of any magician, enchanter, or astrologer. So they're saying there's nobody that can do what you're saying, but Daniel said, hey, hang on a second. I will pray to my God, king. And the king accepted Daniel. You know, he knew Daniel, knew, yeah. his, knew how he had been in his presence, and, and, and so he did. He went to God, and, he, and, he, and God gave Daniel this dream and revealed what? the king had dreamt mm. and then he gave the interpret- interpretation of it so this is here where it all meets the road doesn't it the nitty gritty here and so uh, they were caught out and you know I've heard I've actually listened I, I remember one time I was flicking through late at night and tired and I, and I actually came across one of these sites on t- television and this person was saying um, told him that somebody had died yes I can see her now you know and, and telling about her and all that and these people were being taken in by this, you know. So there is, uh, the devil's very cunning. He set up uh, agencies on earth that distract and take people away from yeah. God's word. Yeah. And God is warning us through all these verses, hey, look, don't even This is one it. thing about the, about the scriptures, isn't it? I mean, what the scriptures teach is that there are actually two forces on earth. There's actually a force of, of good and a force of evil. You've got, mm. you know, God, you know, sends his son to redeem mankind. But on the other hand, you've got Satan himself who was cast out of heaven and his angels, according to Revelation chapter 12, who were cast out with him. And so what you've got are these two spiritual forces that, according to the scriptures, are uh, incredibly real and are opposing each other. And, you know, moving into the new age Mm. is not moving in. I mean, continually we're actually being counseled by the scriptures to stay away from these things. But the problem is, Gary, um, how, how long does it take us to learn from these things? I mean, yeah. you know, what happened to Nebuchadnezzar, that first dream, uh, you would have thought he would have learned through that, that, hey, there is a God here. You know, and Daniel was promoted uh, and everything, but then... He, he wandered off again and he, and he still had his group because he had a second dream mm. in Daniel 4. And it's very interesting, this second dream, where he actually remembered the dream this time. And it says here in Daniel 4, 4 to 7, it says, Nebuchadnezzar was at home in his palace, con- contented and prosperous. I had a dream that made me afraid. And as I was lying in bed, the image and visions that passed through my mind terrified me. So I commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be brought before me to interpret the dream for me. So when the magicians, the enchanters, the astrologers and diviners came, I told them the dream, but they could not interpret it for me. Mm. So wouldn't you have thought he would have learned and got rid of this bunch? You know, but he hasn't. He still kept those same ones around him and he, st- and he leaves Daniel to last again. I c- to me, I, I look at that and I think, well, we don't we don't learn easily. We're slow learners, aren't we? And I think it's because of emotion. I think we, we want to know here and now. Yeah. We're not patient. We, you know, and and Christ is saying to us, these things are evil. Uh, you know, don't go near them because these things will take you away from me. So uh, that second dream, yep. Well, Daniel, you know, told him that one interpreted that dream as well. So you know, it is a big thing today, and and I think we're going to see more and more of this. I think the world's going to go into so much turmoil uh, because as people um, find themselves caught up into things happening today, they're going to turn to things for comfort and hope. Mm. Whereas you and I, you know, we're we're um, 
you know, we're on the right path with Christ. Christ, the God is the only one who can interpret a dream. In fact, he gives us those dreams. He says the young and the old will will have dreams yeah. and, uh, and things for the future. It interested me too, Gary, that uh, I think I mentioned earlier that I looked up this uh, and had a bit of a look at uh, some of the issues here. And one uh, astrologist said uh, that uh, he gave a quote from the Bible that says, you know, this proves that, you know, that the Bible is for it. It's found in the Psalms 19, 1 to 3. It says there, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour, pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. And they say, well, there you go. You know, this is talking about the stars and the heavens and knowledge and everything. But what this, if you read the whole of Psalm 19, it's talking about proof of God's creative mm. work and his power. Mm. And that's where the power comes from. But yeah. they even, you know, that Satan tries to use a scripture to get people to believe what he has to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Eric, thank, thank you so much for what you're sharing. Look, guys, let's have a break for some uh, for music. This is uh, Graham Kendrick, uh, Meekness and Majesty.
That's Graham Kendrick. Um, Meekness and Majesty. Amazing, amazing song there. Now, free gift for you today. If you would like uh, this book by Roger Morneau, uh, Incredible Answers to Prayer. Uh, this is how we can connect to the Almighty God. Incredible Answers to Prayer by Roger Morno. All you need to do is to send your name and your address uh, to our studio phone. That's 0438 066 635. That's 0438 066 635. And we'll have that uh, out to you at the, uh, uh, at the first available opportunity. Uh, you listen to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Our co-host today is Eric Hoare, and Eric's the recently retired pastor of the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. This week we're following the theme, Is the New Age Really All That New? And we found that it goes right back to ancient Babylon. And the big question for today is, does the Bible say anything about astrology? Come back to us again, Eric. I really appreciate what you've actually been sharing there. Uh, what else does the Bible actually share on this whole, on this whole issue? Well, to finish with, I'd like to make a couple of points. One is a warning from the Bible, and the other one is what Daniel uh, said to God after the after the dream was revealed to him, and uh, it, it's really special. But what he says here in Deuteronomy eighteen nine, twelve, and fourteen, it says, "Do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. The nations you will dispossess. Listen to those. Do not listen to those who practice sorcery or divination. But as for you, the Lord your God has not permitted you to do so. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. So what he's saying here, we live in a world that is increasingly following these things. The warning is here is yeah. is to stay away from that. You know, and that's the thing. You know, as we wait the Lord to come, these things we're faced with every day. And people like you know, when they lose their loved one or something happens, they're at their weakest and they're at their their weakest point emotionally. And there is sometimes a temptation, even in a Christian, to start to listen to some of these things. And, and it, there's a strong warning here yeah, yeah. not to actually do that. I'm, I'm conscious of what you're saying there, Eric. It's so true. In fact, I I know we're going to be dealing with this on, on, on Thursday, and I think it's going to be a really special day on, on Thursday because I'm conscious that within the, the media uh, right now, yeah. there's an increasing emphasis on the supernatural new age elements. You know, we're getting you know everything from the Harry Potter, of books, you know, right? It, this is all tied up into this great big picture uh, that's part. And on Thursday, we're actually going to be digging into some of these issues in the contemporary media because uh, this this is a really big one. And I suggest it's actually impacting a lot of our uh, young people uh, who are watching the movies who actually don't have a biblical foundation to actually uh, protect them from from these things. Yeah, it's conditioning the mind, really. Yeah. And, and so what it's doing is it's making these things gradually take a, a hold in your mind yeah. and, and making it like the norm or something to be watched or, or amused at. And, and this is the great danger here. Uh, I really like, on the other side of the coin, I really like uh, what Daniel did. He followed his Lord. And, and when the king called Daniel, Daniel asked for time. He said he needed to pray to God. Mm. And so, you know, we need to pray about these things. And in Daniel uh, 2.20, it says, Daniel answered said, Blessed is the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. 
He know what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might, and you have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. So here we see Daniel receiving the power, the source of light that from the God, the creator. And he was able to reveal this dream, and therefore by um, the king was blessed by that. You know, So those are the two the two signs here that, that in Deuteronomy it's a big warning for us not to be caught up with what is happening around us Daniel shows us the path the way to handle these things yeah, pray yeah. to God for when things happen and tragedy happens in our life we want answers and sometimes we question God you know yeah. we want to know why why is this happening and we feel angry about mm. it and, and we find it hard to handle but you know we've got to still hold on and pray to God and he reveals to us he will reveal to us and help us in our lives not this other uh, stuff here that will leave us away. Uh, what I think a lot of people don't actually realise that, Eric, is that if in fact you're going to a, a supernatural source mm. other than the God of heaven, what you're actually doing is distrusting the God of heaven. Mm. You actually don't trust the God of heaven because mm. uh, the answers can come from a from another source. And, you know, as I sort of think of that, that's a, that's a frightening thing. Well, the thing is, too, Gary, if I was going to seek advice for my life, I wouldn't go just to a stranger that's sitting there in a shop and paying him money. I'd want to know all about that person. Mm. I want to know what their track record is. I want to be sure in my life that I'm receiving the right advice. And when, when us as Christians, we know God, that's what we do. We go to him. But to walk in and, and to listen to advice, which is quite serious. I've known people who uh, have been told that they were going to meet somebody, and they truly believed it and put it out on the net and on the web and telling everybody, I'm going to meet somebody in a couple of weeks because this has been revealed to me, you know. And, of course, it never happened. You but know, Eric, t- t- tell me something. Well, one of the things I'm really conscious of is that many people would uh, respond and say, hey, look, you know, I'm not taking this all that seriously. This is just a little bit. I mean, you've mentioned the same thing, you know, before you're, in your pre-Christian days, you looked at these things. It wasn't, you didn't take it too seriously. Seriously, it was something that was sort of a, just a little bit of fun, you know. I mean, I've heard the same thing about the whole gambling industry as well. You know, it's a, it's just a little bit of fun. It's not. I'm not taking it that seriously. It's not hooking me in. Mm-hmm. I, how would you respond to that? Well, I would say, like you were talking about before, it's actually slowly conditioning your mind to. Even though it, it, you think of it in a fun way or not really taking it serious, it's still something that has triggered your, emo, you know, triggered yeah. your thoughts. And so as time moves on, when, you know, the devil, the Bible says that he will create signs and wonders as well. So if you're going down that track and just a little bit here, in fact, the Bible in one place says don't even go there. If somebody says they can talk to the dead and consult mediums and that, he says don't go there. So why is he saying that? Don't go there. Uh, you know, is it uh, not harmful just to go and have a bit of a look? But no, I know a lot of people that have been entrapped and uh, and still are today. They they they're drawn by the power of God, but at the other hand, they they see these things and listen. To, uh, uh, in the Aboriginal word, they talk about black magic mm. and believe that you can be cursed by the elders and things. There's, uh, that is still happening today, you know, and and Papua New Guinea and all these sort of things. So there's still a lot there that that can drag people in and, and away from God. Daniel here tells us his source of power. He stuck to that. Mm-hmm. And and he won through, you know, where the other ones here, I mean, these these wise men, you know, were going to be put to death. They yeah. were supposed to be wise The reality men. is is that we can be a witness to somebody else. You know, yeah. the thing I'm so conscious of is that if my children actually see me um, consulting the 
the stars for the future, then that is actually a witness to them. It's actually mm. saying to them, hey, look, you know, this is something that, you know, okay, I, you know, I have some level of belief in it. You know, I might be able to, junk, to, to, to joke it off. But, you know, so often my children actually pick up uh, that which the parents uh, have actually educated them on. And to be quite honest with you, Gary, I think it would be harder being brought up in today's world than it was back in my day where there were a lot of values and things in place. Um, to, in today's world, um, some of the, the movies that are made, like you talked about Harry Potter and other things, that make it look fun and exciting and spells are just, you know, um, they make it so fun and the, the, the animation draws people into it. Yeah. You know, it would be very hard. And, and Bible's not taught in schools, many schools now. So there's no balance there. Yeah. Um, so, it is you're right and and a, a generation will pass on to their children too yeah. some yeah. of these things so it's quite dangerous i agree and no eric one of the things that i'm conscious of is the way the scriptures do turn around and they say hey look you know do you need help if you need help there is actually a way to do it mm-hmm. and you know the thing that i love is um i think of james you know the last mm-hmm. chapter of uh, of james mm-hmm. and this is uh, this is what his counsel is is anyone amongst you suffering let him mm-hmm. pray is anyone cheerful let him sing psalms. Is anyone amongst you sick? Let them call for the elders, the counsellors of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. If he's committed any sins, they will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. You know, to me, as I look at this, hey, this is the other side of the equation. What we've got on one side, we've got the whole astrology system, which we saw in the book of Daniel, simply did not work and the astrologers themselves had to turn around in the end and say hey this is too difficult for us we cannot do it it's physically not possible in the scriptures you know as you've rightly pointed out today have pointed have said to us look don't get involved in this stuff stay a long way away from it tomorrow we're going to dig into this a little bit more why it actually says that and you know to me as i look at it it's it's a frightening thing um as to why um we are told to stay away from these things That's This is so important. But the thing I love is this particular passage here in James because what it's doing is it's giving a, uh, a, a giving God's alternatives. He's saying there is a solution. Do you need help? Do you need knowledge about the future? Uh, do you need to know uh, concerning uh, your own life? Uh, do you need life? Do you need direction? Do you need then this is the way to do it. And what it talks about any amongst you suffering, let him... Have you found have you found that this has impacted in, in in your life, Eric? Yeah, and you know this source of power you're talking about. There is only one source of power that does us good, and that is the power from God, the source from God. Yeah. We, you know, and for the listeners today, they with those that have felt that power, that with those words you've read are a source of comfort. Yeah, and to those who don't believe, uh, they don't find the comfort in those words, so they seek elsewhere. And this yeah. is the problem. You know, just recently we had Guy Fox, and I don't know if you saw little children wandering around the street and. Some of them had those ghoulish masks on. Halloween. And, and Halloween, Hello, yeah, Halloween. they had a, a Guy Fox night we're talking <laughs> about. Um, but they had this, um, you know, witches' hats on and they were painted up and they looked ghoulish, you know. And, and the parents, some of the parents were with them, you know. That was frightening to see, you know, that taking place, you know. Uh, and uh, no, there's only one source of hope and life and, and power, and that's from God. And, and you and I felt it in our life, as the listeners mm-hmm. have, that when we follow that source, 
we we you know we can be deceived, but we hold on to that. And he's like a light in a dark place. That yeah. to me brings me comfort. Yeah, this is why we're actually today we're actually advertising this book by Roger Morno. Incredible answers to prayer. Mm. You know, if, uh, sometimes it's not until you've actually experienced the power of prayer in your own life that in fact you can start to say, aha, there is something here that is more real than anything else I could possibly have turned to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you'd like that book, please, you know, text us here, your name and your address to 0438 635 and we'll forward that book to you. These are real stories of people who have found incredible answers to prayer. Uh, these are prayer prayer answers that you that are scarcely believable, except they are true. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, look, we are coming very close to the end of our our program now. I'm just wondering, how would you like to um, just, just finish? Maybe you'd like to pray uh, sure. for us, uh, for, for anyone who might be struggling. If anyone's got maybe needs for the future, maybe mm. um, concerns for a relationship, uh, maybe uh, for uh, financial issues they might be struggling. There's things that so often people turn to their astrology horoscope for let's go to our god and talk to him would you do that for us sure yep our dear heavenly father lord we come to you this evening recognizing that you are our great god a source of power a great redeemer and our friend and lord you know each one that's listening tonight lord you know us from birth you know even before we were born who we were and lord you have given us so much goodness in our life your leading and guidance and your wonderful love lord we know that in this world there are different ways we people can go we know lord that the devil is active and taking people away from you and astrology and astronomy is one of them lords and witchcrafts and talking to the dead all these things lord the bible warns us against so we pray dear lord that anyone tonight, Lord, who is listening to the program, Lord, if they're struggling with some of these issues, Lord, we pray that they will just uh, read the scriptures and learn of you and, and read the warnings that are there for us. And to those, Lord, who are emotionally looking, Lord, uh, maybe they're seeking partners or there's somebody sick or they've lost a loved one, Lord, we pray, Lord, like Daniel, that each one of us will pray unto a Father in heaven. Because, Lord, you're the one that wants the best for us. You love us so much. You gave your only son to die on our behalf. And you care for us and you want the best for us. You're the wonderful source of love and so much power. So we pray, Lord, that each one of us will always turn to you in our hour of need. When things are difficult, may we turn to you. So bless us now, Lord, we pray. Bless each listener, Lord. And may we learn of you more and more each and every day and follow you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Eric Hoare on Drive Time BQ&A. Please join us tomorrow when we ask, what does the Bible say about channeling and mediums? Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. Please enjoy Anthem Lights. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus.
Jesus, look full in His wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Oh, to Jesus, I surrender all. To Him I freely give I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily live I surrender all I surrender all All to Thee Turning back